Hello and welcome to the Revision Path Podcast, a showcase of the world's black graphic designers, web designers, and web developers. My name is Maurice Cherry, and before I get into this week's interview, I want to remind you about the giveaway that's currently going on. Just visit revisionpath.com forward slash giveaway and enter in your email address, and that's it. Uh, the giveaway ends on October 31st, and the winner will be notified via email. Don't forget, we're giving away an iPad mini and an Apple TV, so that's a pretty good giveaway. With me this week is one of DC's finest graphic artists, Buck. You can find Buck online at mosidesign.com. Here we go. Tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. Tell us who you are. What do you do? Um, my name is Buck. Uh, well, my name is Rodney Herring. Everybody calls me Buck. I'm a graphic artist uh, here in uh, Washington, D.C. area. Um, you know, doing my thing, East Coast living, <laughs> uh, having fun, trying to, trying to be positive as possible, you know, in these days and times and enjoying the struggle. I got you. How do you uh, keep motivated and inspired with what you do? How do I keep inspired? Uh, I think it's the idea that, you know, it's passion. You got to be passionate about what you do, man. Just stay inspired by being passionate about it and loving it. And loving it so much, you know, that there's nothing else you can do. There's not, well, you could do something else, but why would you? Right. You know what I mean? So my inspiration is daily, like, yo, I get up and I'm like, oh, I'm still doing this. You know what I mean? I want to keep doing this. Got to keep doing this. I got you. You know what I mean? So I think that's the best way. But that's my inspiration. Okay. Uh, did you have a, a creative childhood? Sort of, you know, growing up, how that, did that help influence you also? I mean, I, I don't think my childhood's overly creative uh you know and it's funny because we didn't we didn't talk about this yesterday but I, you know my first inkling was that my dad was like uh my dad used to doodle mm -hmm. doodle on like newspaper on on the edges of the newspaper all the time and then like you know maybe a piece of paper he doodle and do little drawings and stuff like that and so like i i, I kind of caught on to it there and then my mom was a real estate agent and a business school teacher so um, a lot of white paper, a lot of time with her in places where there was nothing else to do but sit there and draw and create with a stack of white paper. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it wasn't like I was, you know, you know, I mentioned it. I know I mentioned it before. Like, um, I wasn't raised around a bunch of artisans and, you know, people in on the artistic scene and, you know, doing all this kind of, you know, all the stuff that we hear about in magazines and all that. I was right. raised around, you know, uh, basically, you know, the proletariat, good pe good working class people that are just trying to make it. You know what I mean? So, uh -huh. uh, so not overly creative, but, you know, you, you do it. With you, whatever you do with it is what you do with it. You know? Right. So. And, and you went to school for, for art, too, right? I went, well, I went to Hampton for, uh, yeah, and was in their graphic design program. Okay. They're, All right. They're two computer, they're two, two computer big program, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, yeah, that would, you know, I did that. And I did do a, um, a summer um, class at um, Maryland Institute. Mm -hmm. um, and under this guy, Jerry Latofsky, which was, he was like this big, uh, he was, he was, he was the professor for this class I had to take. I had to take like one credit. Uh -huh. I could get like one or two credits, but he was teaching like this magazine design program, which was like, you know, I never really gave that dude the, I, I did try to shout him out one time, but he was so inspirational to me, man. Uh -huh. 
just in in retrospect, like one of those people where you're like, yo, he's dope, right? You know what I mean? And just working on like uh, front covers of magazines and stuff like that, simplicity of that, and how you make that really stand out and, and really strong. So, um, but yeah, that was about the most I did as far as art education. You know what I mean? Like you know, besides like high school and stuff like that, regular programs in high school. Uh huh. And you had a, a teacher in high school, right? You had an art teacher. That's yeah, sort of also kind of helped you out. Yeah, because you know, and uh, you know, uh, yes, I had this teacher, and she was just really, um, she kind of gave me uh, a clean slate. You know what I mean? I was like one of those kids, like you know, a lot of artists where you're kind of like all over the place. Maybe maybe a tad bit ADHD, you know, whatever. And uh-huh. she really was like, that was the one class where I could talk and and work at the same time. I could be social and get work done. And that was cool. You know what I mean? So right. basically she was just like, yo, you can, as long as you get the work done, you can talk, you can talk the whole time. You know what I mean? And really kind of like pushed me on the work and was really, really behind like, yo, like, yeah, you can do this. You know, really kind of, you know, sometimes you just need somebody to tell you you can do something. Right. Someone yeah. to just give you that permission to, right. to pursue yeah. what you want to do. Exactly. And I remember, man, the first T-shirt I ever designed was in her class. I was trying to do like a kind of a Jordan-esque T-shirt. Uh-huh. And it was horrible. <laughs> but it was like, but I think my boys even liked that joint. I remember, I think I might got one or two printed. But she was like, yeah, you can do this. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, that was like my first, I know that was the first T-shirt I ever put out. You know what I mean? But yeah, so she was a good inspiration for me. Um, and then I told you, I think I mentioned before, there was like this lady, my mom had this friend and, and you know, it was like a casual friend, very, very casual friend. No, somebody I, I probably hadn't seen since, you know, probably haven't seen her in probably almost 25 years. But this woman was like an artist and she like worked out of her house. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, yo, I guess, I guess my mom needed me to stay somewhere one day. I might have been like 10, 11, 12, somewhere around there. I mean, when I hung out with her, I was like, what are you? She's like, yo, she was just painting and drawing and all this. I was like, yo, that's what she did for a living. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. she just kind of did. That's what she did. And actually, funny, now that I think about all of this, there was one other cat, this cat that, um, this guy used to live up the hill from me. And he was, like, older. He might have been, like, 10, 15 years older than me. And we used to play ball. We used to all play basketball together. And he was, like, in this kind of, like, uh, weird church thing. But he was, like, he was a graphic designer. You know what I mean? I remember like going to his house, like I think his name was like Norm or something. I don't know. Young married guy. He might have been like early thirties, late twenties. And I remember going to his house. And he had a big like drafting board and stuff. And he was just showing me. So I was like, yo, this is so cool. You know what I mean? But it's like in retrospect, you don't even remember stuff like that until like you look, think back on it. You know what I mean? And he right. didn't. He never really showed me that much, but it was like the stuff I did see. I was like, oh, this dude is cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. It kind of reminds me of this. Uh... This quote by by Ira Glass, who does a uh, This American Life, he was he was talking about how nobody tells this to people that sort of just start out in creative work that you know the first couple of years that you start making stuff like it's just not going to be good, so you shouldn't sort of focus on trying to be I guess like perfect right out the gate. You you know make your few things. Someone sees that you have potential, they sort of foster that potential, and I think it's important when you have that early on, like in middle school, high school or something, because it feels like right around that time as you're graduating high school, uh, people sort of have this expectation that you should know like exactly what you want to do for the rest of your life. Like like there should be this straight arrow to 
this is my career path and this is what I'm going to do. And that's that. But, you know, life is, you know, life doesn't work that way. So no, it, does, it doesn't work that way at all. And then, you know, a lot of times, you know, we're not aware. I mean, I wasn't aware until I was probably like 24, 23, 24, you know what I'm saying? Of what was going on around me. You know what I mean? So like, you know, I, you know, I didn't realize that when you graduated from college, then you went to like grad school or you went and found a job. I know you were supposed to go find a job. But I didn't get it, dude. I just didn't even understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was really, really, really kind of lost. You know what I mean? And then I then I then I kind of discovered that, yo, I was really good at this. You know what I mean? And I really had a knack for it. So you, you, you don't know. You don't know until you get to the point where you actually know, which is kind of like. Duh, what are you talking about? But it's, right. it's really that simple, you know what I mean? And you got to go through that. You've got to go through the struggle that you, you know, that unknown struggle. As much as you may think you understand what's going on in that struggle, you you're, you have no clue until you get to the other side. Did you have some sort of a, did you have like a big break or, or was there some big project or something that you got which really sort of solidified to you that this is what I should be doing in terms of uh, what you do now, which is mostly design? Um, actually, yeah, when I worked at the museum. Okay. Worked at the museum for like two and a half, three years. And I, you know, it didn't end great, but, um, they, they, they finally let me design for this. They had this nine wide, huge video screen, mm-hmm. nine huge, you know, they're basically movie screens, nine movie screens stuck together. Um, and they let me do this project for my, and it was like, they let me go into this booth and create all this stuff and graphics. I was, you know, so I was doing some editing. I had some help with the editing part and designed all this stuff. And it was like, I was like, yo, I can control this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I can control the, the horizontal and the vertical. I got this. You know what I mean? And then to see that so large and, and, and being seen by an audience that, you know, I didn't, you know, what do I, you know, just anybody and every Joe Schmo off the street is walking in and seeing this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know, and it was nothing but, you know, this is good. It was good work. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, that kind of, I think that really put me on the path to be like, you know, I mean, you know, once you get in there, you start feeling yourself. I really felt myself uh-huh. once I, once I got in there about, I guess I was about 25. I thought I was like, yo, I'm dope. <laughs> but see, there's a lesson you learn from thinking, thinking you're dope too too soon you know what I mean uh-huh. it's, like, it's like Anakin Skywalker you know what I'm saying when he tells when Obi-Wan tells you that you don't have the high ground sometimes you gotta understand you don't have the high ground dude you know right. what I'm saying you, you, know, you know you jump and then your legs get cut off and then you gotta start again you know right. I mean? but, but, but I think it's good though like for young young designers young developers I think it's good to have that hubris when you first start out cause then you don't know what you can't do you yeah. know yeah, you gotta. I mean, listen. It's like there's nothing wrong with being the big dog until you realize you're not the big dog. Right. You know what I mean, and then, but the thing is, once 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 you realize you're not the big dog, you don't have to all of a sudden believe that you're not a dog at all. Uh-huh. You feel, it's kind of like you know, there's nothing wrong with thinking you're the alpha and then realizing you're not, and then slowly but surely becoming that alpha that you already know that you are. And that's part of the struggle. You know what I mean? Like. It, it, to be great, you have to understand that you're not always great and you're not the greatest. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, we can even talk about Kanye's new album. Like, you know, and not, and not that I really want to talk about it, but I, it's like, <laughs> like, once you say I am God, then that means, guess what? That means you get knocked off the pedestal. Exactly. You know what I mean? You've set yourself up to be knocked off the pedestal and then you have to prove yourself. Right. So prove yourself. You're God. Okay. Show us your God, dude. 
but you know, it's this it's just like that. It's like, you know, you know, so I have learned a lot I've learned a lot of humility in that. You know what I mean? Right, right. It took me it took me actually getting fired from the museum for me to start to understand the humil the humility in what you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's still taking me time to get to the point where I'm like, okay, you're not always right. But if you've got a good idea and you've got focus, you're on the right path. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's that's what you need. Focus, you know what I mean? That in and in and and an unwillingness to be broken. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, so there was a story that you had relayed when we when we talked earlier about an artist that you sort of tried to reach out to. Uh, yeah, and you know, I I think I remember what his name is, but I won't mention it. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> you have to pitch his name. Yo, as I was thinking about, like, it's funny because I had a chance to think about some of the stuff. Like, yeah, this dude out of Baltimore, and he was like a big time artist. I mean, for for his his type of his medium and what he was doing with his art. And it was like the early 90s and I had just gotten out of college and I was like, yo, I need to, I was just starting to figure, I was like, yo, guess I need to get an internship. I, I need to get up under somebody so I can learn some tutelage or something. Mm-hmm. So I looked this dude's uh, number up. Either somebody gave me his number, I looked it up and I was like, yo, I'm going to contact this dude. I know who he is. Oh, I'm getting his information from somewhere. And I hit him up and he was like, why are you calling me? Why would you call me? What do you want? And I was like, dude, I'm trying to get it. You know, I didn't say dude. I was like, sir, I'm just trying to get an internship, trying to, you know, he's like, no. So, I mean, he was like blatantly like mean, rude, disrespectful, just kind of like, just, you know what I mean? Like shot me down. It was kind of like, whoa, like this is, you know, this isn't what it's about. Is it? You know what I mean? It was yeah. kind of that kind of like, who shoots you down at this point? You know what I mean? When you're 22, 21, I was probably 21 on a dot. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was uh that dude, that dude. I wish him nothing but luck. <laughs> is, is, is is he still a, a big artist? Is I haven't really that? heard his name that often. I, I don't really hear his name like that anymore. Okay, I don't. But he was he was big. Like when I say he was big, he was big. Like like I remember, you know, I can't, you know, it's like I remember him being like everybody talking about his work around that time. So it's kind of like you know, we'll see. Maybe you know. Maybe I'll run into him one day. We can have a conversation. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to have a convo with him. Right, but you it know? did, but it didn't deter you though, because now you've got mostly design. Talk a little bit about uh, how you got that started. Uh, well, I mean, I started. I think I started. Well, I know I started mostly while I was still at the museum. Um, it was like my first year in, and I had gotten some projects with like NAACP and some other folks, and so I was like, "Yo, I guess I needed to start my own company," and actually went into business with a friend. And I was like, yo, you know, I'm going to do this design thing. And I really want, you know, this, I'm going to do this design thing. And I was a little bit ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. I really didn't understand what I was doing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, yo, I'm going to start a company. You don't really realize what it what really entails on a design company. You know what I mean? But you, yeah. what you're going, you know you're going to do it and I can do it. So I um, started a company in like 98. Yeah, yeah. I started in 98. Um, just tried to uh, tried to make it on my own. And um, realized what a struggle it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it actually wasn't that bad. In retrospect, my first year out after I left the museum was a good year. Like I was, I did like a few um, opening sequences for this uh, show that was going to be on like PBS or like one of those channels. Uh-huh. And I did like some other work, but it scared the hell out of me because when you work for yourself, your checks don't come every two weeks right right you know what exactly. i mean exactly and 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 getting used to that getting used to getting off of the teeth is kind of like 
yo, it's like, what? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't get paid every two weeks. I'm starving. And you're actually like, no, you're not starving. You just got to spend your money differently. You you got to be wiser with your decisions with your money. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's like really like, yo, what? like this scared me. So like after the first year, I went back and taught school. I went back and taught. And I was like, uh, but at the end of that year, I was done. It's a funny story. Like the first, so like the first day of classes, I was teaching like this little, at this elementary school. Great setup for me. Um, really didn't have much to do. It was running like a computer lab and after school program. And I remember telling the kids, you know, you, you the first day you do like almost a show and tell with the kids and tell them what you do. And so I was like, you know, and I have to be, I have to be explicit and not in the way I say this, but uh, so it was like in front of the class, like, you know, I'm a graphic designer and blah, 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 blah. And this is a city school. This is a DC city school. And these uh-huh. sixth graders. Okay. You know, I so said, I'm a graphic designer and I designed this and that. And that. Oh, that's, that's, a, you said sixth graders? That's a rough age. Yeah. And this yeah. kid said, this kid said to me, why the fuck would you be here then? <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. And it was, it was so wild out the way he said it. I couldn't even be mad at him. <laughs> I went to him in the office. I was like, I was like, yo, that is the realest thing that's ever been said to me. Because it was so honest. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? It was so honest and it came straight from his... Like, he was like, yo, why would you be here? But he said it. He cussed and said it. And I was like... And I was sitting there. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I can't even send you to the office. I'm like, dude, that might be the best question ever. So I was out of there by the end of the year. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I, I mean, and when I say it was a cushy... It was a cushy position. The way they set me up, it was cushy. So I could have stayed there and chilled out. But I was back out of there and back working for myself after that year. And those first three years after that were a struggle. You know what I'm saying? Say two, 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 three years after that were a struggle. You know what I mean? But it was worth it. And you get it. Right. You know, you know where you're supposed to be at. You know, you know, I know I mentioned it yet, uh, yesterday. It's like it, that was my church. Like, you know, when, you, when you're not in your church, you feel it. You know what I mean? Like you want to get back. Yeah. To get back to your religion, whatever it is, whatever, whatever makes you go. You know what I mean? And getting just a check didn't make me go. Mm-hmm. That made me feel a little, not empty, just uncomfortable you know what i mean like in 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 the sense that why am i here what am i doing this for why would i do this right you know what i mean so i was i really appreciated that lesson and that kid saying that like yo what what what? why would you do that why wouldn't you be doing what you do Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so that's the most important thing man just getting that get back out there and do what you do and then you know things start to grow you know and it and i you know the I know I mentioned patience and persistence. It's all it is. You know what I mean? Because it's going to come. If you keep building it, if you keep building it, you keep working at it, you keep whacking at it, whatever you're doing, it's going to build. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it'll, it'll build itself out. You know, if you stay on the path and you are actually, uh, and you actually are patient with your craft and patient with it and de- develop it and are persistent in, you know, in, in trying to make it happen, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen for you. And that's the most important thing. So, you know, with Mosi. I mean, I went from barely making enough to pay the bills to clearly doing way better than paying the bills. You know what I mean? We uh-huh. talk, you know, we went from, I mean, my clients range from like Streets Magazine when they were alive and kicking um, to like Adidas, um, you know, and that was with, when I started, uh, we started working with AM, my company, uh, Artwork and Bill Ashaka, uh-huh. AM Radio, which was like an offshoot, which was like, um, we were doing like live paintings and stuff like that. And then we also ended up doing like some print work for like Scion and then doing like larger uh, projects, experience like projects, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With those kind of companies. But that's, you know, that all built up from day one of just struggling uh, to eat. 
Yeah. You know, so it takes time to get to that point. And then, you know, then I had to drop off after that. I mean, you know, we had the uh, financial crisis. Mm -hmm. So now I'm rebuilding again. You know what I mean? And struggling and kicking and fighting, you know, but what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? What am I going to do? I'm not going to Best Buy to get a job. <laughs> yeah, nothing is Best Buy. No just yeah. anybody at Best Buy. You know what I'm saying? Understand <laughs> what you do. I can't do that. You know what I mean? I could do it for a short amount of time, but then what? Right. You know, I'm in there complaining and trying to get out of there, and that's not life. Right. You know, so, yeah, but I mean, you know, just takes time to get there, dude. You just got to get there. Now, now, Mosi and, and Bill Ashok, are those both Swahili? Yeah. Uh, Mosi means uh, something rare or firstborn. Uh-huh. And then uh, in Bilashaka, what we call it, it we call it artwork in Bilashaka because in Bilashaka was something else. Okay. But I won't get into that, brother, right on. <laughs> okay. After the people. But uh, we, went, we would call it artwork without a doubt. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's artwork without a doubt. So when we got up on the canvas, you get, you know, four or five dope artists on the canvas or whatever we're doing, doing a, an experience, creating an experience for somebody. You know, we were like really without a doubt. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're making it happen. We're doing, we're giving you our all, mm -hmm. you know, which is the most, that's the most important thing in the world. Yeah. I had a, I had a friend back in, this was maybe like elementary, middle school, maybe even, I think he was also around in high school. I had a, a friend, his name was Mosi, and I remember his name meaning, I think it was like firstborn or, mm -hmm. or something to that effect. So, so with, with uh, Mosi Design, of course, you say you sort of built up your clients along the way. Do you do a lot of uh, networking now? Are you involved a lot in the local uh, design scene or design community? Uh, I don't do a lot of networking. A large percent of my work has always been like word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Even the stuff like, you know, we did like, I did UNCF uh, Eating of Stars with the whole Lou Rawls thing. Did that like two years running that was like 07, 08. Oh, nice. Okay. Like, like, it was two years. It, it did it for like two years. Um, and that was all, that was word of mouth how I got that, got that work. And, um, you know, that's been my thing. And now, I mean, I don't really, I still don't really network. I mean, a lot of, a lot of like the, um, so I do a lot of flyers and a lot of print, you know, print posters, a lot of uh, posters and stuff like that for, um, you know, events in the city. Mm -hmm. and in the greater area um and that's kind of just built up over time man like you know um i don't know if you're you know if you're if you know anything about dc but like i do a lot of i do a lot of like the um hip-hop you know posters and all that good stuff you know uh -huh. and, it, cause it, and it's not just flyers anymore it's like you know we want to do we want to do flyers posters and banners for summer solstice or whatever they call it it's a summer whatever summer big party whatever the big next big party is and i'm like okay uh -huh. i've done a lot of that work and you can see that in that portfolio you know what i mean yeah if you go like near the end of that portfolio it's a huge number of flyers up and posters i've done for like them and howard theater and you know but that's grown over time that's just me staying in it and staying in my lane and doing good work for people or trying to do good work for people yeah, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a, uh, it's kind of an interesting. I don't know what the best way is to call it. But I guess an interesting contrast between what you hear a lot from like the mainstream design community, where they say you have to go to, you know, go to conferences and networking, and you know, you sort of rub shoulders with the people in the big leagues. But there's also this other way. You know, not everybody I think is that might be that type of person to go out and do networking like that. You know, so if they sort of stick to kind of like what you're doing, you do. 
like posters and flyers and things like that, but it still gets the word out. You're still designing, you're still doing your work. The audience is, you know, probably not the same, but you're still, but my, 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 you know, not cutting you off, but my audience ranges, Uh my my audience ranges from like, you know, done government work, corporate work to like doing the posters and flyers. Okay. You know what I mean? And it's all like a lot of stuff still comes out like, yo, I saw this poster that this dude did, you know, and I need some stuff designed. And it's like, yo, that's Buck that did that. Oh, he did that too? Well, I'm going to holler at him so he can do this, this, and this for me also. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, you know, and then, you know, I told you like even some of the, some of the, some of the newer people that have been coming my way have been like, you know, your stuff looks real urban. That's not exactly what I want. I'm like, or they don't want to say urban. It was like, yo, you got a style that I'm interested in. Yeah. I kind of want to work with you, but it's a little too, and I don't know what the word I'm like, it's, you can call it urban or whatever. It's not even that urban. It's just, <laughs> it's just a little bit more raw. You know, my work is more raw and it's, you know, it's raw, but detailed. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, so I get a lot of clients that they, they see what it is. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, let's make it happen, baby. Let's get it. You know what I mean? I'm here. But I, and I don't think that necessarily me, I, I think that if I went to conferences, I'd be drunk all the time. <laughs> and, and that's kind of me. Like, I don't really like, I don't just want to go and stand around with you with like some pamphlets in my hand t- talking to you about what you do. Uh-huh. That's not fun to me. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I, I know it's not just supposed to be fun, but I'm pretty much, I'd rather go sit in a room and a dark room with my computer and, you know, and create, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that, I'd rather do that. And then, you know, if you want to contact me, you know, somebody wants to contact me, boom, holler at me. Right. You know I mean? But, and I've done exceptionally well over the years off of just being in my space. You know, I, you know, I know when to talk to people, you know, we go out and have a drink, but, and, and, and it's another thing, you know, and I'm, and I will say this to the young designers and I'm, I'm about to get back out there and start doing it. Sometimes conferences are good for you. If you need to just learn some new stuff, you want to go in there and learn, learn some new stuff for like a day or two. Mm-hmm. That's really good. You know what I mean? Don't just be in your hovel. That's the, I'm kind of like, I, I'm making, I'm contradicting myself here, but it's, it's a, it's a little bit of both for me. Like, I think you should be in your hovel or you should, you know, do a, create a large body of work and then let people, you know, talk about it and push, you know, push the next person to you or, you know, send people your way. But then sometimes maybe you do need to go to conference so you can learn something new or be involved with other people mm-hmm. or know that you're not alone. But if you have the wherewithal and you know that you're not alone and you can sit in your room and you can get that word of mouth going, do it. Do how, It's, it's kind of like, you know, there is no... You know, it's no, it's no right or wrong way. Right? right. It's just how, it's just however you do it. It's whatever works best for you, man. Right. And that's, that's what's most important. Where do you see yourself uh, in terms of business or your other projects? Where do you see yourself in like the next five years or so? Um, well, I think I mentioned this before. I'd like to be on the beach in Mediterranean <laughs> with a, you know, a woman with long dark hair and olive skin watching the, you know, waves roll up on her. Um, sun-soaked skin. <laughs> that is good design right there. <laughs> that is design. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, five years, man. I mean, you know, I kind of, I hope to expand. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've expanded before and had to contract, you know, and then have had to con- contract a little bit. Now I want to expand again. I want to get bigger, be better. You know, really get into this experience design stuff again. I mean, we've been talking about marketing and experience design stuff. Mm-hmm. which is really big on my which was really big on my list and I still have like my notes from three years ago and still writing notes and I'm still trying to build on it and trying to get projects to, to push me that way 
um, as far as design is concerned. That's what, you know, just you just want to just do great work for people and do some beautiful stuff. Right, right. Uh, oh, what was I going to ask? I know you talked before about uh, radio AM. AM radio. AM radio, sorry, AM radio. And that's more of like an art collective live art event. Sort of yeah. Thing, right? Yeah, but we well we and it's the, the funny thing is we did start getting to the experience design stuff like we did this huge project for Scion a few years back and there's a link to it on my site where we took over a house and we turned the house into like you know an art exhibit slash art show slash event space you know it was pretty much everything it it encapsulated everything you know had some parties in there it's beautiful thing we did for them um and that's like that that's the that's the direction that that's going in. I mean, because a live painting, you know, to be honest, got played out a long time ago. Um, you know, we we took our we took the script from Heavyweights, mm-hmm. you know, and they because they were like they're dope. And I remember we run we ran into them in Vegas. Maybe this was probably like four or five years ago, and they thought we were dope. You know what I mean? We okay. were some, yeah, we were doing some stuff for Timberland, and I think they were doing some stuff for like one of the one of those um, cell phone companies. And they thought they came over and looked at our booth and like, yo, they thought our stuff was off the chain. So, um, I mean, we took it from them, and then you know, once you create something that's dope, everybody else wants to do it, mm-hmm. and nobody else wants to take the time to understand what makes you so great at doing whatever you do. They just want to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, in, in terms of AM radio, like, we really studied what cats had, you know, because we had barnstormers, heavyweights. I forgot whoever else was out there really doing it heavy. It's like, yo, but we're doing, like, you know, you know, we're talking paintbrush, five cats, you know what I mean? Paints, you know, whatever, whatever our um surface, surface we could find, you know what I mean? And we went hard and we did a great job and we were very disciplined in it. You know what I mean? Even though it's, it's art, but it was very disciplined. You know what I mean? Like it's supposed to be, it's live and it's disciplined and we're getting it done. You know what I mean? In front of dope audiences that are loving what we're doing. You know, we're traveling doing this. That's, that's what it is. It's not these fools that jump up here, no disrespect to anybody, and paint for somebody in front of an audience. And, you know, the audience cheers because they paint it. Mm-hmm. No, that that blows. That blows in the end. Because what, what do you really, what's your... You know, what are you really creating? What's your end product? Is your end product any good? You know, is it something that is, is it something that people like just because you said you did it? Or is it something that stands the test of time? You know what I mean? So I got into this whole thing about, like, us creating shit that's monumental. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you know, it's like, yo, are you creating something that's going to last more than a couple weeks? That somebody, that somebody, somebody just doesn't just take a picture you just, you know, holding up. But a picture they're like, yo, this is on my wall in my home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this is like, and not not some old bullshit you end up, you know, um, take that art. You know how people take art and it becomes disposable? Yeah. And they put up on their wall for a couple of days and they throw it away or, you know, put it up there for a year and they're like, oh, this was terrible. I can't believe I bought this. Yeah. I would never want to create anything like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's like the antithesis of everything I live for. You know what I mean? So I can look at, I've, you know, I know a lot of artists in the city and, uh, you know, on the East Coast, shit, both coasts. And, uh, you know, you know when you're doing the right thing. You know when you're just making it and you're getting by. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, the thing with AM radio is artwork without a doubt. Like, you know, I mean, you can, and you know, artwork is pretty much on the, you know, what you the way you see it. You know, it's pretty much the eye, the eye of the beholder. But it's not just the eye of the beholder. It's deeper. It's a little bit deeper than that. 
there comes a point when you know somebody's created something from the bottom of their heart or, you know, has put their all into it. And it's really, you know what I'm saying? They're doing it not just for art's sake, but saying, yo, I'm creating something for you and it's going to be dope. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to take the time to make sure you know that we're, we're putting our heart into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, no BS behind it. Artwork without a doubt. So, you know, I've seen a lot of, I've seen and watched a lot of cats over the last couple of years take and try to do the same thing or, you know, one or two people get up on the stage with some paintbrush and they paint some crap and what is it? It's crap. And, you know, it's not my positive note. I'm sorry, y'all, but woo, that's just one of those things. It's one of those things that you you have to be aware of and, um, I, you know, I, I wish everybody the best. Just do more. Yeah, and it's important to bring that same passion to really whatever creative work that you do. You know, yeah. I, th- I think it, I think most designers know when they're when they're just getting by, you know, as mm-hmm. opposed to really like doing something that that involves that passion that they can really speak about and feel strongly mm-hmm. about. So I I totally get where you're coming from there. Yeah. So just to wrap this up, where can uh, where can our readers, our audience, find you online? Uh, you can find me at mosidesign.com, M-O-S-I design.com. Uh, artwork in Bill Ashaka. I don't even know we have our, anything up on our site right now, but you can find us on Facebook on, as uh, Artwork in Bill Ashaka or AM Radio. And you can find us at Mosi Design on Facebook. Um, we have a Tumblr, Mosi Design Tumblr. Don't go to that, though. It's kind of, you know, it's a lot of control on Tumblr. <laughs> um, everybody knows that. Uh, and, you know, Hey, find me in the streets. Also, you know, you can find me at adrinkwithfriends.com. That's my other little venture, adrinkwithfriends.com. Me and a few of my friends like to have drinks with good people, and I like to find good photos to throw up there. So, you know, come out and have a good time with us. Nice, man. Sounds good. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day for this interview, and uh, we'll speak with you soon. Yeah, man. Stay positive. All right. All right, man. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Buck for the interview. Don't forget to check him out at mosidesign.com. That's M-O-S-I design.com. And don't forget about our iPad mini and Apple TV giveaway. Just head over to revisionpath.com forward slash giveaway to enter. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.